0: Welcome to the show. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with Lily Sparks of Afterglow. We'll be talking about a new emerging female run porn industry, ethical porn, and a whole bunch of other topics around this. So if this is not for you, it's totally okay to skip this one, but you're going to be missing out. These are topics we really need to discuss. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Kat TV Podcast, your source for all things health, happiness, and beauty. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for being with us here today.
1: Hi, Kat. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the whys and the hows of how you became interested in the porn industry?
1: Yeah, so... My name is Lily Sparks, and I am the founder and CEO of Afterglow. And Afterglow is a revolutionary porn company. What we are doing is we are merging porn and sexual wellness. So I like to say that we're making porn that's good for you. Um, Our mission at Afterglow is just to help women have more good sex. That is basically all I want to do with my life. And my story of how I got into this is interesting. I've been an entrepreneur for a while, and I've really always had the idea for Afterglow in my mind. And I, I only recently kind of got the courage to tell my friends and family that I wanted to start a porn company because, as you can imagine, not not all of them really got it. Uh, but growing up, I learned about what, porn, what sex looked like through watching porn. And as a result of that, I wasn't always enjoying sex. I wasn't having the best orgasms. And I was really ashamed about that. And there just weren't a lot of resources that I was able to find in order to help me. And I just felt really alone in the process. And I had this idea of like, the kind of sex that I wanted and and what sex looked like in my mind. But when I would try to find videos that represented that, I just couldn't find anything. Uh, And that's what led me to decide that if I couldn't find it, the best thing to do was to create it. And that's why I started Afterglow.
0: Awesome. So tell us a little bit about, because I know that you lived in California and now you live in Austin, Texas. So how has COVID affected the porn industry? Yeah. So
1: there has been a couple of outbreaks of COVID on sets. Honestly, it's, it's very similar to the Hollywood film industry. A lot of shooting happens in, you know, Los Angeles, Miami, um, areas that have been hot spots. And the, the interesting thing is that, you know, all porn performers get, um, STD tested before they perform. Um, so a lot of a lot of shoots have just completely shut down. Some of the bigger ones have actually gone to eastern Eastern Europe, um, where I think COVID is not as much of an issue. Um, some people are continuing to shoot, but they've just added the COVID test to the list of standard STD test panels that performers get. Um, you know, I started Afterglow right before COVID, so it's been a really interesting challenge of like, how do I create this vision and this company that I'm building, but still feel really good that I'm keeping everybody safe and keeping performers safe. And we came up with a couple of creative ways to do that. We, we came up with our own COVID guidelines um, that were based on some Hollywood guidelines of how to keep people safe. We did a lot of our shoots outdoors. We did our shoots with, Couples who were, um, you know, already quarantined together because they're obviously the people that are the biggest, you know, have the biggest risk on set. And one of our new films, it's called You Up, and it's actually like a COVID-themed porn. I think we are one of the first COVID-themed porns, and I'm really excited to show show it to everybody. Um, The theme of it is FaceTime sex. Uh, which, you know, maybe for some of your listeners who have been quarantined separately from their partners can be very relatable. Um, but I, you know, I have never seen a porn around FaceTime sex. I think it's it's so common, but, you know, how do you learn how to do it? And that was kind of what we were trying to show um, in this video. The performers were actually in two completely separate locations filming, and then we put them together through editing.
0: So you say there's some benefits to porn. Can you tell us some of those benefits?
1: Yeah. So one of the biggest benefits is, you know, more orgasms. And orgasms are great for our health. It's also an increase of libido. Porn is pretty reliable to make us aroused. And I think especially as women, sometimes, you know, we have so much stress in our lives and we have so much that we have to do every day sometimes it's really hard to kind of take a step back in order to like listen to our bodies and give ourselves the space to be aroused and I think porn is really great for kind of like transitioning into that and to helping us you know take a step back to listen to our bodies and to experience that kind of like foreplay of arousal and of getting turned on It also, like kind of in that same vein, watching porn decreases stress because you're taking that time to relax. And it just has so many, like all the benefits of sex can be shown through porn. And
0: how can we incorporate porn as a balanced part of our sex life?
1: I'm so glad you said that. That's exactly what I say. I love I love the idea of like porn as one part of our sex life. Um, what we do at Afterglow is we have these things called pleasure universes. So we don't just do porn and videos. We also will have a video and then we'll also have kind of complimentary. We'll have like an exercise that maybe you can do with your partner. We'll have an article that like teaches you how to communicate, um, there's this really big movement called porn literacy, which is really helping people understand what they're watching when they're watching porn. Because porn is kind of you know, meant to be fantasy and it's meant to be entertainment. And so a lot of the benefits of porn can be helping you explore, helping you understand what you like and what you don't like. Maybe you don't want to be a dominatrix, but maybe you want to watch a porn and kind of see what it's like to be a dominatrix. Porn like allows us to step into those moments and to step into those experiences and then to kind of listen to how we feel and understand a little bit more about like what our erotic blueprints are, what we like and don't like, what we might want to you know, talk to our partners or try in real life, and maybe what completely disgusts us. Um, It's kind of the best way to like sample and taste different types of sex.
0: How do you feel that we can release some of the shame and stigma around porn?
1: Yeah, there's a there's actually a really interesting um, study that was done that said that people who have casual sex. If they believe that having casual sex is bad for them, then they will experience like negative psychological consequences And if they believe that having casual sex is good for them, then they will experience positive psychological benefits of having um, casual sex. And I think that porn is, is really the same. And it's, it's actually been proven to be the same, that if we believe porn is bad for us and kind of have that mental disconnect around watching it, that then, then we experience those negative effects. But if we, if we, know that watching porn is fun and exciting and can be good for us, then we get more positive benefits from it. So I think that the best way to kind of release the shame and stigma is to kind of approach it with curiosity and to approach it with the goal of exploration and learning and kind of an expansive mindset, if that makes sense. I think it's also to do a little bit more research around the porn you're watching and to see if it is, you know, made with ethical standards. I think a lot of people have a lot of fear around um, the porn that they're made being made unethically. Um, The truth is that a lot more porn than you would expect is actually made with high standards. Like most of the porn on Pornhub or that not on Pornhub, but that Pornhub makes themselves Includes some of the best, you know, like actor advocates on set, really strict policies and controls, you know, everything like that. But I think it's always good to just kind of know a little bit about the porn you're watching and kind of where it comes from and what some of their policies are. And that really links to um, paying for your porn because if you pay for your porn, then there's going to be more money to. really contribute to the people that were acting in it we're creating it we're part of that whole
0: process so why do you think porn has such a huge stigma against it in society and do you think that's changing because we have movies everyday movies like uh, game of thrones or whatever mm-hmm. where they incorporate that more and more and it's getting more and more towards porn regular shows Yeah,
1: I think that um, porn has historically been made for men and for men's fantasies. And I think that it kind of goes along with like we, you know, as women, our sexuality has just been so stigmatized and repressed in kind of all areas of our life. Like we're, we're really not allowed to be sexual beings in our society without being judged for that. Um, you know, like the minute that you are a woman who wants and enjoys sex, you know, you're labeled as kind of these derogatory terms, like a slut and all of this. And I think that kind of goes to back to when our cultural norms were all about, you know, you find somebody, you get married, you have kids, very like monogamous, heteronormative idea of love and sex and marriage. Um, And anything, you know, any kind of sex outside of that, you know, vanilla ideal was just considered wrong and shameful and kind of everybody had to be in the same box in a way. And now our culture is just expanding so much and accepting so many types of practices and so many types of people and in such a glorious way. And I think one of the areas that has kind of been forgotten in a lot of that is sex. And sex is just so fundamental to who we are as human beings. Um, You know, our our innate drives are like food, sleep, and then sex pretty much. Um, So it's it's so fundamental. But if you think about it, we, you know, we talk about food all the time. We talk about sleep all the time. um, But for some reason, like we only talk about sex with our closest girlfriends. And even then we feel embarrassed about it. And that's one thing that I really want to change with Afterglow is just encouraging people to feel confident in who they are and what kind of sex they want and being comfortable expressing that so that like they can get that. Um, I, I really strongly believe that first you have to know what you want and then you can get what you want. And, and that's, that's how you get what you want.
0: What are some of the different ways that women enjoy porn compared to men?
1: Yeah, I think it's really fascinating. I mean, you know, kind of the stereotype is that women, you know, kind of read romance novels. And I absolutely love romance novels. So I'm, I'm totally one of them, whereas men are more visual. But that's, that's not the whole story. Even though romance novels are a billion-dollar industry – Um, which is amazing. Still, one stat that I really like is that of the people that are watching porn today, actually 30% of them are women. So there's a lot of women that watch and enjoy porn, which a lot of people don't know or don't expect. Some of the interesting things are, you know, that kind of combat that stereotype of of women just wanting romantic, sensual storylines which I think we do. I think, I think women really want to see true intimacy and connection when they watch films, and that's one thing that Afterglow really tries to do. But at the same time, women search for... Um, we search for gangbangs at, like, three times the rate that men do. We search for rough sex way more than men do. So we're not, we're not just kind of one group. Women are so diverse, And we have so much of a range of sexual desires that I believe is really beautiful.
0: What are the most popular requested porn genres?
1: I definitely get a lot of really fun requests. Uh, One that I get is outdoor sex. I think women have really wanted to see some fun outdoor stuff. And we've got some of that in the works. We're actually doing a... We have a pregnancy porn that we're working on um, that's been requested a couple of times. Actually, one of the most popular requested porn genres is lesbian for women. When I did a survey of users, I got like probably a third of the responses were for lesbian porn from both queer and straight users. And I'm I'm really curious to kind of explore more about why that is. I think part of it is just that's sometimes what you have to see to see women really enjoying themselves and really enjoying the sex that they're having, which, you know, to me is is a fundamental part of sex, but is not always reflected in, you know, the current porn offerings out there.
0: Do women versus men watch porn for different lengths of time?
1: That's a great question. And I don't know the answer to it. At Afterglow, we make our films for about seven to 10 minutes. And my goal with our films is to make porn that you don't feel like you need to skip around and to kind of take you through that kind of narrative story and arc as you watch but I don't I don't actually know if they watch for different lengths of time
0: do you feel that watching porn can make women less interested in their partners or have any sort of negative impact
1: you know I definitely don't think it makes women less interested in their partners I think that like I said before porn increases our libido so I think if anything it can make your sex with a partner better because you can kind of use it almost as foreplay or something exciting to kind of get you in the mood. Um, I totally don't think it's a replacement whatsoever. Um, I think when there's issues is, you know, and when people are, if, if somebody is finding themselves watching porn and that's making them less interested in their partner, I think it speaks to an issue that is not related to the porn and is maybe something deeper about that relationship or, you know, maybe, porn is kind of identifying different kind of natural different libido levels in a relationship or natural different sex drives or you know styles of having sex that kind of then um, hopefully can bring up you know some honest conversations between two people about you know how to have mutually enjoyable sex Um, so I see porn as a way to kind of facilitate some of those conversations of like, hey, maybe we could, you know, try something like this. Like, I think this is really hot. Um, And kind of starting that dialogue.
0: Do you find that much like porn for men, that porn for women might set up unrealistic expectations of their partners?
1: I think that's a great question. Um, You know, I really think that like I said before, it's it's all about opening up the conversation and, and having the conversation. Because sometimes it's really hard to, you know, express what you want in sex and why you want it. And I think those are really important things for for us to figure out for ourselves. So I think if you have an expectation, you know, that, that doesn't mean that your partner is automatically going to fulfill it, but at least you can start talking to them about what turns you on why it turns you on and then maybe coming up with like some you know relationships are all about compromise right people have unrealistic expectations in in all sorts of realms in their relationship not just sex and i think we're just really that a lot of the struggle around sex is that we're so unwilling to talk about it and so unwilling to have the conversation
0: so we know that porn has been mostly made by men for men So why do you think it took this long for females to get into the porn industry?
1: I, you know, I have no idea. I've always wondered why this product didn't exist before. As I mentioned, Um, that's that's one answer. But um, I do also really want to um, mention that there have always been women in the porn industry. There was a really famous filmmaker director in the 80s called Candida Royale who made amazing content and in the 70s, we, we actually had in kind of the before the before home video, like Deep Throat was in theaters and Jackie Kennedy went to see it. Um, there's been times in history where porn has actually been more mainstream than it is today. And that's one of my goals with Afterglow is just to kind of open that conversation around porn and and make it more mainstream, because like you said, you know, we all love those scenes in Game of Thrones or those scenes in Outlander that are like super hot. And sometimes, you know, you just want to want them to keep going a little bit.
0: How can we better understand porn and its cultural context?
1: Ooh, I think that is a great question. I think the answer, you know, there's there's actually a lot of really amazing books around porn. Now you're making me want to do a reading list for Afterglow about, you know, some, some great books. Um, one of them is called Smutty Little Movies that kind of talks about the, the home video era. I think there's, you know, there's information on Candida Royale. There's, it's not porn, but um, Betty Dodson, who is an amazing, just like pioneer in women's orgasms. Um, yeah, I think just by learning and and researching the history around some of this stuff um, can really teach us a lot.
0: So let's circle back to ethical porn. How can we make sure that when we're watching porn that it is ethical? And do you believe in the future it would ever be possible to have most porn, ethical porn, and to get rid of the underground
1: porn one thing that people think of a lot when they think of porn is they think of like women being exploited or trafficked and that's actually way less common than people believe it to be. You know, there are definitely really negative instances where that does happen. Like there's a recent um, scandal around the company girls on porn and there's, there's definitely some like manipulative practices, but I think that, when I think of porn, I think of it like any other industry. You know, a lot of people can come in and be promised to make more money than they actually make. And that's really unfortunate. So I think the when thinking about ethical porn, a lot of it is really like a labor issue and how well, how good are the working conditions for the people that are in front of the camera and behind the camera. And, you know, are they being paid a fair wage and are they being treated with respect, which are the same requirements that you would want from any other job. And so this is why, because it's really a labor issue and really a lot about fair pay, that's why it makes a lot of sense that when you pay for porn, it's going to be a lot more ethical. And I also like to think of it that, you know, you you, you also usually get better performances that way and higher quality porn when you're paying people fairly and you're treating them well. You know, I think there's a lot of amateur content out there that people do for fun and it's super hot and it's super sexy. But at Afterglow, like we, you know, I say that like, if you really wanted like the best accountant out there, you would probably hire somebody who was an experienced accountant and this their, this wasn't their first time ever accounting. Um, I think we kind of have a little bit of, you know, some of that stigma where we kind of believe that being a porn star is something that anybody can do and that doesn't take any talent. And that's just completely false. So I think it's, you know, at Afterglow, one of our decisions in order to make sure that our product is more ethical is to work with more experienced talent because they are able to create kind of a more professional set for us. So I think it's really just about learning about the company's standards, about who they are, why they're doing what they're doing, and supporting the sex workers that are
0: in the in the
1: videos that you like.
0: And what do you think about sites like OnlyFans? I, I think they're great. I love them. I think um, it's interesting
1: because there's really very... One thing that surprised me as I was getting into the porn industry is that there's very few laws around porn. Like one of the only laws is just making sure that everybody in the video is over 18 and like getting that identification around it. So a lot of the the problem is not actually legal. It's actually just discrimination. You know, we can't run ads on Facebook. We can't, you know, it's, it's really hard to advertise and it's really hard to get the word out. And so many platforms, so many sex workers will have their Instagrams taken down even if they're not using the word porn, even if they're not using the word sex. We had our Instagram taken down despite like having nothing that breaks the rules whatsoever on our page. And then we were just thrown into this like realm of darkness of like there's no one to talk to about how do we get this back? And so that's one of the reasons I think that OnlyFans is so great is it's a platform that allows sex workers to exist and allow sex workers to profit off of, you know, the work that they're doing. And I think it's been obviously super great with COVID, you know, allowing these, allowing people to continue to make a living off of what they love to do.
0: So tell us a little bit more about Afterglow. How do your memberships work? What are your plans for it going forward?
1: Yeah, so um, we filmed about five videos at this point. And we're going to launch in probably less than a month. We are, our website is xoafterglow.com. And most of our handles are also, you know, xoafterglow. We are a subscription-based site. So the subscription will cost $10 a month, but all of your listeners can sign up for a free trial. We're offering everybody a free trial. If you go to our website and We will have, first off, we'll have lots of sexy videos. So the videos will be a mixture of Afterglow films that we did, as well as we'll have some content from other studios that we really love and we really support. Um, Like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, I really wanted to love porn, but I just had a terrible time of like finding what I wanted to watch. And then as I started to build Afterglow and get more into it, I saw that there's really a lot of great porn out there, and because it's just that because of these, you know, challenges around advertising and marketing, like it's really hard to find it. And so I've found I found a bunch of great porn that I really want to share and put on my website. That also helps us get a lot of range of diverse content. We've got, you know, BDSM. We've got queer. We've got kink. We've got all sorts of different stuff. And then, as I mentioned, you know, porn is kind of our center, but, you know, the point of our porn is to help women have better sex lives. So we kind of help you with that process of the deeper understanding of what you're watching. And that includes, we have behind the scenes footage with our actors, so you can learn more about them, who they are, why they do what they do, why they enjoy it. You can also have exercises I sometimes call them like guided masturbations. And the first time I did one of these, I was, I was just so, it just, it blew my mind. It really helped me get in touch with my body and experience masturbation as like, not just kind of a quick hit to get off, but really this whole, like almost spiritual process. Um, So we have some of those that we have some of them that are solo. We have some of them that are for you and a partner, different themes. We have gifts. I don't know if you have ever enjoyed Tumblr GIFs before they banned porn GIFs, but I was a huge fan. And so we have those. We have erotic stories that are companions to our videos. So we really try to hit hit you where in whatever kind of realm you enjoy and whatever kind of experience you're looking for on that day or that time, we really want you to be able to find something you like. And another thing we really focus on is just kind of having a like no surprises experience because one of my biggest challenges when I would go to like, you know, a tube site is I would call it like the wall of genitalia. Like you'd pop up one of these sites and there's just, you know, ads popping out at you and trigger words and all of these Things that make it an unpleasant experience and make, you know, frankly for me, like would turn me off. And so at Afterglow, we really want to make it just a beautiful experience and a beautiful site where it's easy to find what you want quickly and easily. You know, you're not going to click on something and then get a crazy ad pop up or, you know, have something totally different than you expect happen in the video.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the biggest problems with porn, getting turned off by the ads. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, you know, we all we all have things that turn us on and we all have like, you know, maybe different triggers and things that we really don't want to see. And we try to, at Afterglow, make it a lot easier to find something that you want and not have to sort through all of everything else.
0: Thank you so much for speaking with us. Is there anything else you would like to share with our audience? Um,
1: Yeah, I would just love like to say that, you know, we at Afterglow are really trying to make a product that women enjoy and that our community will enjoy. So if any of your listeners have any feedback about what we're doing, you know, please, please reach out to us. Um, Shout at XOAfterglow.com. We're always here to listen. We're always here to answer any questions. And um, just that I I really appreciate you having me on and I really appreciate everybody for, um, you know, clicking on this episode and giving me a chance to talk about porn for, you know, however many minutes.
0: Thank you for listening to the episode. If you made it this far, I'm sure you found some benefit to the hard work that I put into the show. Show your support by subscribing to the podcast. Leave me a voicemail question or email me at thehealthfulgypsy at gmail.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Be sure to join the Facebook group. You can find all that information in the show notes and my website, catkatibi.com. This podcast is for informational merrymakings and metaphysical purposes only. Statements and views are not medical advice. This podcast, including catkatibi, disclaim any adverse effects by the use of information you may have heard opinions of guests are totally their own this podcast does not endorse statements made by guests this podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications credibilities, or sanity individuals may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to on the podcast if you think you have a medical problem consult with a licensed medical physician not just the spirit of your ancestors while on ayahuasca